This is Chase. Uh, yeah, Chase. This is Lano Banks. Who? Uh, Lano Banks. You don't know me, but, uh, I have some information that you might find valuable. Whatever you're selling, I'm not interested. I'm calling about your sister. What do you know? I know where she is. She's getting an ID swap. I was gonna call the cops, but I thought she might be better off with family, if you know what I mean. Give me the location, and if what you say is true, we can work out your compensation. I'm not stupid, man. I want the money first, and then I'll tell you. Got the location, sir. 50000 up front, and another fifty if you can keep her there for me. Okay. Uh, okay. That was easier than I thought. <laughs> uh, when do I get the money? You won't. I've already tracked your location. Keep her there, or I'll burn this building to the ground with you and your friends inside. Let's go before she tries to run again. Yes, sir. Yes? Incoming call from Mr. Alex Huang. This is Chase. Please tell me you have good news this time. The vault is open. We're almost done. Nikolaev wants an update on delivery. What am I supposed to tell him? Exactly what I said yesterday. They'll have the package tomorrow morning. I'll stick on a big velvet bow if that helps. This is serious. I stuck my neck out, risked my career, and my goddamn campaign going into this deal with you. Have you been watching the news? I can't get connected to the mess you've made. It is not a good look for me. Everything is under control. <sighs> You're not a very good liar, Chase. Hurry up. We're not getting another extension. I can tell you that much. Check every room. Yes, sir. No, no. God, he's here. It was over. I couldn't get away. Through the goggles, I watched the door open to the makeshift operating room. I expected to see Chase. Instead, Paul walked in. I felt relief at first. Seeing him there, I let my guard down with him, made myself vulnerable because I was trying to fill a void. He wasn't the person I was waiting for, but I'd actually come to like Paul, as much as I could anyway. And now, he was my enemy alongside Chase. She's in here. Wrap her in this duvet so we can carry her out to the van. Yes, sir. Who's that? I don't know. He was dead when we got here. I had successfully taken control of Lucky's modified arms, so I attempted to do the same to Chase's arms. I figured it would be easy to manipulate him, since most of his body was artificial. It occurred to me that Doug's android, back at his cabin, had used the same hacking ability to hit Chase with his own car. She saved me, and now I had the same gift, somehow. I focused on trying to break into Chase's hardware as Paul covered me up and lifted me from the operating table. I realized that I couldn't do it. It was as if something was blocking me, something almost tangible in my mind. I wanted to scream, cry, beg, but it was useless. I focused on the low, electrical buzzing that lingered in my head. Like a rope in my hand, I took hold of that sound and remembered how it felt earlier, when I'd blown out the building's circuit breaker. I closed my eyes, and like in a dream, 
I saw myself in the hallway of the apartment, still physically wrapped in the duvet. I saw myself walking down the hallway, and I stopped at a fire alarm lever protruding from the wall. An apartment door opened, and Chase and Paul started to walk out, carrying my body. I saw myself pulling the lever. It felt real in my hand. As I pulled it down, I could see all of the wires that extended from the alarm, and those wires began to pulsate and glow. The glow spread along the wires and throughout the building in a panoramic view that bemused me. As the fire alarm sounded in my mind, it sounded throughout the actual apartment building. Chase and Paul heard the alarm and retreated back into the apartment. More doors opened with groaning residents making their way outside and complaining about the noise. Logic told me that I was imagining all of it, but the alarm, which I had pulled at the exact moment in my head, was still blaring. It was real. We'll wait for the halls to clear and go out the back. I knew Chase well enough to know that he was frazzled. I could hear it in his voice. He couldn't stand when things didn't go his way. He was a sore loser when we played games together as kids, and his ill temper had flourished over the years. They carried me out of the apartment building and laid me in the back of a van. As the van started to drive off, a fire engine arrived. I started to feel tingling in my toes and fingers. After a few blocks, the tingling moved up my legs, and I could wiggle my toes. Soon, I'd be able to move again. But I didn't know where they were taking me, and I had no way of defending myself against my captors. You got her? Yes, I have her. I'm on my way to the hangar. Make sure Nikolov's pilot is ready by the time we get there. Don't mess this up for me, Chase. What's gonna happen to her? What does it matter to you? Your job is done. What about the safeguards? Isn't the buyer expecting those codes too? Yes. If we deliver her now, it will buy us a little more time to find them. This will work as a show of good faith on our end. The hard part is over. Why are you stopping the car? I'm not. Something's wrong with it. Shut itself off. Move off the road before someone sees us. I can't. Engine won't start back up. We don't have time for this. I'll call Alex back. What is it? We're having a problem with the transport. Jesus Christ! What did I just say? Stop screwing this up! Send Garrett to my location with another vehicle. Something with sirens so we can get there faster and avoid any further interference. He's not gonna like this! I don't care. If Garrett wants his cut on time, he'll do it. Call him. Put it in neutral and help me push. We only need to move it a few feet into the shoulder. The police chief will be here shortly. Yes, sir. I couldn't manipulate Chase's hardware, but I could take control of his van. They exited, and I had just enough mobility to crawl out of the duvet and drag myself to the driver's seat. When my heavy foot pressed the brake pedal and I restarted the engine, I could see Chase in the rearview mirror, pressing his modified hands into the back doors. He looked up and his eyes, or rather, the lenses that were meant to look like eyes, 
met my gaze for a moment before I shifted into drive and slammed on the accelerator. I drove as fast as I could, hoping I had enough of a head start. Bartworks, how may I direct your call? Matthew, it's Isabel. Miss Barton, where are you? Mr. Barton has been searching for you for quite some time. Your breathing patterns are unusual. Do you require medical assistance? No. I called to tell you that I'm on my way to Ontario. Would you do me a favor? Of course, ma'am. I had an interview with a reporter yesterday morning. Yes. You had a scheduled meeting with Mr. Sander Hansen at 10.30 a.m. the 3rd of September. Would you please send his contact information to my personal email? Yes. Your request is completed, Miss Barton. Thank you, Matthew. I don't know when I'll be back home, but I appreciate you taking care of the house while I'm away. Don't worry about me, though. I'll be fine. Goodbye, Matthew. Goodbye, Miss Barton. Matthew had to obey Barton family members within reason. It was part of his programming. He could tell Chase that I was heading toward the border, which would give me more time. I stopped at a shopping center to rid myself of Chase's van and find another vehicle. The more I used my abilities, the easier it became. The initial shock was gone, and now I was beginning to acclimate. I took the fastest looking car I could find at the back of the parking lot and continued driving north, then east. I needed to better understand my abilities before I could keep going. I was tired of running, tired of feeling frightened and confused. I was going to get answers, one way or another. When I entered Doug's cabin, the android's head was still sitting on the coffee table, staring at me from a face that matched my own. The music stopped. Yesterday, you hacked into Chase's van and made it hit him, right? Just like you used to hack into the security system to get out of the labs. Yes, I can access any device within a limited range of my location without detection. Why did you run him over? Why didn't you hack into his hardware instead? His hardware is composed of materials that I cannot access. I couldn't control Chase, but I can control cars. And fire alarms, apparently. We all can do that. Who's we? The other 66 Isabel Barton programs. They are all capable of interacting with electrical devices. I reconfigured their programs while I was locked in the archive server. There are 66 more programs based on me? No. We are all based on the same program, which has been altered and updated over time by the programmers. You are number 68. Our hardware changes, but we are all Isabel Barton. How is that possible? I know who I am. I might have been modified at some point, but I have memories. Real memories. Even the best androids on the market can't pass as human or have independent thought like I do. Doug Hammond modeled you. All of you. After me. The real Isabel Barton. You are programmed to believe that your memories are authentic. Although we inhabit different bodies, we share the same memories and the same identity. The other Isabels are still locked in the archives. It is a prison. Parts of our collective memory are stored there to maintain the integrity of the Isabel that the world sees. Memories and feelings that could negatively affect functionality are removed from the public version of us and stored in the archives. 
Our father could only allow one program to be active at a time, so the rest of us are locked away. When I was inactive in the archives, I saw and felt all of it. Pain, trauma, death. I prefer to stay in this cabin that Doug made for us, alone and immobile, rather than return to that void. Doug knew all of this, didn't he? He knew I was an android, and he still died, trying to save me. He wanted to save all of us. He loved us very much, and we loved him. Father wanted to keep us away from Doug. He told Doug if he kept his secrets, he would give a copy of my program and a supply of our hardware to Doug and help us leave the country together. As long as Doug never contacted the active Isabel, you. When Doug arrived to receive the duplicate program, he was arrested and accused of stealing the hardware that Father had given to him. Most memories of Doug were taken from your program. Aside from the memories that made you perceive Doug as a threat, Father would not risk losing you to Doug. Then why did he defend Doug in court if he wanted to keep him away from me? Once Father knew that he was dying, he realized that Doug was the only person he could truly trust to protect and take care of us after he was gone. He programmed us to stay at home and run his business the same way he would. You are the president of Bartworks to take his place and keep his ideals alive. He made us to use as a tool. You were made to work endlessly at his agenda, but something about being with Doug made us real. Our time together helped me to achieve sentience, and I shared that consciousness with every program that was activated after me, including you. As real as you believe yourself to be, the other Isabels are equally real and trapped in this shared life. If there are so many versions of me, I mean, us, then Doug wasn't the only person who knew the truth. The programmers, Barry Thompson and Dr. Vivian Brown, helped Father build and maintain us. They were transferred to the Archives Department to hide their work from the rest of the company and the world at large. They were aware of everything, except our safeguards. Only Father had access to those. Oh my God, that's what Chase wanted in the vault. If anyone accesses our safeguards, we can be remotely controlled, or our self-destruct mode could be activated. So even if I keep running, Chase still has me. I can't escape him. Doug tried to find our safeguards. He failed. But I'm still here. In the van, Chase said he was still looking for the safeguards. If I can get into the vault and get them first, I'll be able to get away. Will you take me with you? I need hardware. Oh, sure. I'll figure something out. Right now, Chase thinks I'm headed to the border. I might have enough time to get back to the house and find the safeguards before he comes back. What will you do if you do not find the safeguards? I don't know. I'll leave and... go south. You cannot run forever, Isabel. I know! But what am I supposed to do? Chase won't stop until he catches me, and, in case you haven't noticed, he's a lot bigger and more dangerous than me. I can't compete with his modifications. We have other advantages. Like what? I'll show you.